This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, the World Cup is just three weeks away. It has cast a shadow, there's no doubt, over all the leagues in Europe, and a lot of players are worried about being injured, missing out. I have a feeling myself that it must be in the back of players' minds, but we'll see what John and Liam think. It's a pleasure to welcome Liam Brady and John Giles, two great players and two great judges. And we'll start with Liam. Liam, Arsenal, your club, 5-0 winners over Notts Forest, who the previous Saturday beat Liverpool 1-0. Now, there's silly talk in the papers about comparing this Arsenal team, in one case, to the Invincibles who went to a whole season unbeaten. That's not going to happen. How good were they or how bad were Forrest? Uh, a, a bit of both, Eamon. Um, Arsenal were very good. They, they're usually starting the games very well. You know, they're pressing yeah, high. Goal. Yeah, they're they're on the you know they're on the front foot and uh, and they they dominate possession. And they did that again uh, yesterday. Scored early, really good goal, good combination between Martinelli, Saka. Martinelli gave it to Saka. Saka put it back in the middle, and young Martinelli got to the near post, and you know it was a lovely little diving header. So um, uh, that was a great start. Then they went a bit, you know, quiet. The last ten minutes of the first half, Forrest had a couple of half chances. And you're kind of thinking, well, I hope it's not going to be like Southampton the week before where they were dominant in the first half and then uh, let Southampton come back into it in the second half. But it wasn't like that. They got an early goal through the substitute, Reese Nelson, uh, and Forrest just gave up after that, to be quite honest, Eamon. Uh, It it ended up five. It could have been seven or eight, to be quite honest. Forrest were looking all over like, uh, like they're going down. Yeah, it's a surprising result, John, in in one respect, in that Forrest had beaten Liverpool 1-0 at home the previous Saturday. Normally, that would give you a lift, but it, cle- yeah. that, it clearly gave Forrest uh, no lift. What do you make of Arsenal, John? The top of the league by two points, and of course, I suppose, Champions League football is in every club's mind, and in that regard with 31 points they're in good shape very good shape I mean you know he's, he's, he's been there a few years now and uh, he's getting it right uh, yeah, I think he's got a few things wrong yeah. in the early days uh, and he's getting it right and, and that's what that's what matters at the moment you know he's got a young team um, 
I think he wouldn't be too bothered about the Champions League game. And I know that sounds odd. I, I think he'd rather get this team going and, and obviously win the league. Yeah. Uh, because you're playing over 38 matches to do that. Uh, so, I, I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't uh, not take the, winning the Champions League. But I think no, he's, I mean, he's I mean the qualifying for the Champions League, being a top four team, which is, you know, uh, well, makes he, a huge he's difference. He's on to qualify this, this, this yeah. year. Yeah, but I think it, the league week in week out would be his main concern. I mean, you know, his young team is coming on, uh, and like the Champions League will take its place if he does what he wants to do in the Premiership. Yeah, and I'll ask both of you, John. I'll start with you about there's two players in the Arsenal team I really like, and I've liked him for a long time: Martinelli and Saka. Saka is they they yeah. they they're the wide players. They're both capable of putting defenders under pressure by running at them with the ball, going past, and they look to do that all the time. That's an important quality if you have it as a player, and I like both of them. Yeah, they're very good, Eamon, but you have to have the other players as well. You know, yeah. Odegaard, uh, you know, the lads at the back. They're, like, they're, good, they're a good all-round team. The only person I've, I've said a couple of times is Gabriel. Yes. Uh, I always think he's a bit of a bit of a liability. He's, he's a bit bit too aggressive at times. Gets into trouble. Gives calls, goes away. But anyway, but the, but overall team. I mean, a lot of young players who have come on and and done well. I think Arteta has done a, a, a huge job there. I mean, he's been given the time. Yeah. Uh, which is credit to to Arsenal to to allow him to do that. Some managers don't get it, but he's making the most of it and he's doing a big job. Yeah, and the other player, Liam, I mentioned too. Uh, there's Saka and Martinelli. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, which was a buy from Manchester City. Now, Arteta had been coaching there before uh, with Pep Guardiola. Those three play all young, all dangerous. They give an edge to Arsenal's attacking play. Yeah, and I think Jesus has been really, really important, Eamon, because he's, he's, he's so enthusiastic. He gets chasing after defenders and things like that. And I think everybody's taking the lead off of him, you know? Right. Uh, and they're getting him behind. His work rate is phenomenal. You know, he's back helping defence. He's back helping the midfield. Uh, yesterday, he could have had uh, a couple of goals, but he seems to be out of luck in front of goal at the moment. But that doesn't stop him from performing. He really played well. And as I say, he's, he's, a, he's, people are taking the lead off of him, you know, because he is so, um, so, uh, into the work rate for the team and things like that. And he's a leader. He's yes. a leader on the pitch. And he's been a massive signing for, for Arteta. You know, he's really, he's really made a difference. Uh, and, didn't have a goal scorer the last two or three years. Like Lacazette was probably, uh, and he didn't, you know, he'd be lucky if he got double figures, Eamon. So yes. this, this lad coming in, I think people believe that he's going to score goals and they believe the team are going to score goals. So now, Thomas Partey, Liam, is a midfield player, been at Arsenal a while. He came from Atletico Madrid, which is a good sort of, a place to come from with a coach like Simeone. He probably enjoys the training more at Arsenal than Simeone put, would have put him through. Has he made them stronger in midfield now? Because I thought when he came, he'd be a, a good addition to that squad. And he's in the team every week now. Is he making a difference? Yes, he is, yeah. Uh, him and uh, Xhaka uh, in, in midfield, they seem to have a good partnership. And they've got Odegaard kind of floating up front in, 
in front of them. Um, and uh, Carty has been making a huge contribution, more so this year. Sometimes it takes foreign lads uh, yes. a little bit of time to settle into the Premier League because it's so different than, let's say, La Liga, where he was playing in Spain. Yep. Uh, it's playing at a different pace. I, mean, I think he struggled to begin with in the first year. Uh, but he's he's settled in well, and I think you know he's got three players that we mentioned up front there that they're easy to find. Eamon Martinelli, yep. Saka, and Jesus. They they're making runs. They're getting themselves free, uh, and they're really Arsenal playing lovely flowing football. Um, you know, it's, 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 I think I said it to you a couple of weeks ago. It's a real pleasure to go and watch them now. Yeah, and they're committing defenders, those kind of a, a, the two wide well, players. Saliba has been a great signing as well. I know he's been our player, but they brought him back from loan. He'd been on loan for three seasons. But he's really he's really made a difference to the defence. I agree with John. Gabriel uh, has, a, has a big mistake in him. Uh, yesterday, Forrest was so poor, uh, he wasn't really under that much pressure. So the Arsenal got a clean sheet quite comfortably. Um but uh, no, Saliba's made a big difference as well, and they've got backup Eamon. Yeah. Now I'm not sure we have the the backup that you need to win a league. You know, yeah. Uh, when you look at City squad, you know, man, I know we're going to talk about them in a minute. But when you look at their squad, they've got quality and depth all over the place. So it's going to be a hard ask for Arsenal to stay on top. But like your question to John at the beginning, uh, Arteta would would take Champions League, you know, all day long. Arsenal yes. have been out of it the last five or six seasons, so yep. uh, they want to get back into that. Yeah. Uh, John, let's talk about Liverpool. We were talking to each other during the, the game. Obviously, Leeds are your sort of your first love in football. They were in the bottom three when they went to Anfield on Saturday night. Their coach was under massive pressure. You weren't too keen on him. They got three points at Anfield I think it's the first time in the league that Virgil van Dijk has been on a losing side at Anfield, but it's certainly very rare that they lose there, and it's very rare that they lose, and really, in a way, deserved it. Well, I thought Leeds were the better team over the 90 minutes, Eamon. Yes. You know, there was a, such a change from the previous week and, and previous weeks, as far as Leeds were concerned. Uh, you know, they they, 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 they were like a Bielsa team. Yes. Um, you know, they, they, they deserved to win the match. They, they, they attacked when they had to. They scored at the last minute. Um, but you'd have to say that, you know, that you'd have, you, when you're a Liverpool supporter, I'd be worried if I was a Liverpool supporter in the way in which they played. Yes. Diamond. And they were shocking, John. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and they just for the, the winning goal, he scored it. In the 89th minute, he's a kid who came on as a sub. His name is Somerville. He was like, he was so happy after the game. It was delightful to see. But when he picked the ball up in the box, he was about two or three yards inside the box. There were three or four Liverpool players around him. Uh, Virgil van Dijk was one of them. And yet he was able to get it, get turned, almost lose it, get back on it and poke it in the corner of the net. In that just that little instant, it revealed something about the Liverpool team at the moment. Did you? Did you think? Oh yeah, it did. Well, it's not Liverpool. The Liverpool that we know have been used to over the last few years. I mean, uh, you know, for for Leeds to go there and and deserve to win it, and you say the goal at the end. 
I, I think what happened in that situation is that you know Liverpool would be expected to win. Uh, they would be looking for the winning goal, and they they they, they think well. Maybe we don't have to defend here. You know, they wouldn't yeah. see Leeds Gordon, which is very, very unprofessional uh, situation to be in. I mean, you've got to charge the ball down no matter what this, the, the, who you're playing against or that. But uh, Leeds, uh, Liverpool haven't been the same. They're same for the, for, for a while. I mean, you know, they, 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 I know they, they lost it not as far as, they lost matches that over the years they would never lose. So, it's it's hard to put your finger on it because they they have they they still have the players you know they talk about the midfield is getting too old uh, well they are getting older but they're not that old I mean you know yeah. they, they, I, I think the the, the 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 players up front now I mean uh, Nunes the boss with the, the, the we're not so sure about him Yota is injured Diaz is injured uh, you know. Firmino is not the same player as he was a few years ago. So I think once they get those players back, especially Diaz and uh, Yotte, yeah. I'd say you'll see a different Liverpool, Eamon. But there's so, definitely something missing there. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Liam, I thought that Liverpool were really bad because I didn't really think there was any intensity in their play. They were prepared to just knock it around. Trent alexander didn't really look uh, up for it. He hasn't done for a few games. But the more important thing listeners will want to know is what did you make of them? You've seen them now. You've been in championship winning teams yourself. Well, they got a big. They got a big win against Man City a couple of weeks yes. ago. And that, they they looked like the Liverpool of yes. old in that game. You yes. Know? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, it looks. It looked like to me they got up for that game and that game alone. They certainly weren't. At the races on on Saturday night, you know, they would look very casual, disinterested. Uh, as John said, you know, if you're a Liverpool supporter, you'd be really worried. You know, they've got a big game with Spurs before before the World Cup comes along. You know, and I'm not I'm not so sure that Klopp might last the season. I mean, you know, he looks he does, kind of yeah. scratching his head. What am I going to do? I know, as John said, they've got a right few injuries, and uh, uh, it's very difficult for a for a manager. But I, I was disappointed with their with their attitude. You know, Virgil Van Dijk was playing centre forward for the last fifteen minutes, wasn't he? You yeah, know? he was. Did you see Klopp's post match interview, Liam? Uh, I didn't. No. No. Yeah. Did you see it, John? Well, will you tell us about it, Eamon? He's looked. Some of his post match interviews recently have looked like he's just. Shrugging his shoulders, he's resigned yes. to well, that's, it's, having a bad season. Yeah, no, that's very perceptive because I watched the post, post-match interview and I wanted to watch uh, Graham Sinners to see what Graham would think of it. In his post-match interview, he was kind of, he didn't seem annoyed. He, he sort of expressed a view that he was almost puzzled. And then he started having a go in a sneaky way at the interviewer. What are you trying to say? Or well, what the guy was wasn't trying to say anything. He was trying to get an explanation from Klopp about a complacent and lackluster performance. But Klopp in the interview, uh, and I like Klopp. He, he seems a good guy. Uh, John, he he didn't seem angry. And no, he, did, he seemed confused. Eamon. Yeah, he, he he wanted to have a bit of a go at the at the at the. Um the television guy, all right. Yeah, but but he wasn't. But I I I, I know. I must to, to be fair to him. I mean, in most of the interviews after matches, when they win and play well, 
I don't understand what he's talking about anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I, I think don't. He's, you know, he, he yeah. has his own language. I don't know how he's, but I know he was getting a bit annoyed with the interviewer and asking questions. Now, I must be honest, when, when you're a manager like that in that situation, it's very hard to keep your temper aiming with some of these guys with the questions they, yeah. they, 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 they ask. Yes. You know, yeah. so, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about his, his attitude in the, in the, in the interviews because, Anytime I hear him talking, I just can't work out what he's saying, um, good or bad, you know. Let me ask you both about Trent Alexander-Arnold. We know what a brilliant player he can be going forward, what a wonderful footballer. That's a given. John, I'll ask you first. I, don't, I wouldn't, I'd drop him and I'd play Gomez at right back. I don't think he's trying. I think he's just ambling around the pitch. He's taken up the wrong positions all the time now. He doesn't chase back. He was one of the four players around the, the guy who got the winner on Saturday night. What would you do with him? Well, it's very, very, well, it's, it's, it's I find it fairly, fairly complicated, Emily. If, if you can live with me for a couple of minutes yeah, on the Alexander situation. When Liverpool are playing well, he can afford to go forward the way he goes forward, right? I don't believe in it, never have believed in it, but he's, he's a brilliant distributor of the ball, he's a brilliant passer of the ball, he's made a fair amount of goals from the position that he plays in, but he has the license not to, not to defend at all, it's yeah. to take a chance going forward, going forward. Now when Liverpool were at their best, Damon, he's an asset. Yes. When they're playing the way they're playing, He's not an asset. He's anything but an asset. Yeah. So Liverpool have to be on the front foot all the time for him to come into the ball, to get on the ball, make passes, make goals, do all the things that he does brilliantly. But when you're asked when they're playing the way they're playing at the moment, they need defenders. Yeah. And he doesn't defend, Damon. No. That's what I could understand a couple of weeks ago with, with, the, with Klopp. He said, I, when he was getting criticized, Alexander was getting criticized, he said, I can't understand this, this criticism that this lad is getting. You know, he couldn't, like, he's the manager. And he's, he's been at cause of the lot. If Liverpool are not playing well, go, go forward. When they, when they are going forward, he's a total asset. When he has to defend, he's anything but an asset. So he hasn't changed, Damon. No, you know, no. It's just well, at the moment that Liverpool are not going forward. They're not going forward the way they were going forward. You actually have to defend now at times. Right. And he's missing. Now, Liam, what do you think of Trent Alexander-Arnold? I put it, in this way, Gareth Southgate is not, I don't think he'll take him to the World Cup and I certainly don't think he'll be a, the starting fullback. I think probably Kieran Trippier, who you'd know very well, he played for Spurs, uh, he's playing for Newcastle now, he's a good pro, he's a good player. What do you make of his sort of unwillingness, I think, or disinterest in defending? Yeah, it's shocking really. I mean, he's having I, a shocking season. I think know. so, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. In Napoli a few weeks ago, when they got, yes, I think it might have been the the first Champions League game they played yes. in, the, in the group. Napoli killed him, and he was awful. Yeah, and uh, it, it, I don't think he played against Manchester City, Eamon, when they beat Manchester City. I think uh, Gomez was right back. Yeah, uh, I think Milner, uh, Milner might have played right back, and Gomez well, might have played yeah, whatever. Certainly, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. it certainly wasn't Trent Alexander, and that was yeah. that was a big win for them, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't there, and I'd be like you. I'd, I'd have taken him out, and but it looks to me as if 
Klopp is not bothered about teaching him how to defend properly yes. or yep. how to see the ball and see the man and, you know, and not, positions not, uh, to take let up. people got the, not let people got around the back of him and things like that. He's he's been a liability this season. He really has. And I agree with you that uh, Gareth Southgate would would probably prefer well he he prefer to have Kyle Walker back in the team yes. if he can get him fit for the World Cup. Yeah. But certainly Walker and Trippier it'd be in front of uh, Alexander Arnold for that right back spot. Right. I agree totally with John that uh, you know when Liverpool are playing. Uh, at their best, you know, they're going to score three or four because of the forwards they had. They're missing Mane as well. I yes, think he's been a, he's been a big loss this season. Yeah, I agree with um, that too, very but, strongly. Uh, John's right. When 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 Liverpool were playing at their best and on the top, of course he can play up there, up around uh, in the last third of the field and put those beautiful crosses in and maybe come inside and have some shots and. Excellent at free kicks and things like that. But when they've had to defend, which they've had to do probably more this season than they've ever done under Klopp, he's struggling. He really is struggling. And Klopp is in denial if he says, you yes. know, they don't, he doesn't understand why people are having a go at him. Yeah. It's quite but, obvious why they're having a go at him. He's, he's been culpable for too many Liverpool goals. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Okay, now Manchester United, West Ham. I saw United twice in a few days. I saw them play Sheriff in the Europa League. Uh, Marcus Rashford got a fantastic headed goal in that game. And he got a fantastic headed goal yesterday, John, which was enough to beat West Ham. But I really like and admire Rashford. He's got a lot of talent, but he's had a terrible year. It seemed to lose his confidence, his touch, everything. But those two headers may give him a boost. The player that really interests me is Casemiro. I thought he was really good on Thursday night. I thought he was really good yesterday. He really is a good player, isn't he? I mean, we should have known that. He's come from Real Madrid. He's played for Brazil. He's got a great pedigree, but he is a real top player and he has made a difference. Oh, yeah. He's, well, he's a top, as you say, he's a top player. He's been yeah. playing for Real Madrid for a few seasons. Uh, he's got about three or four championships medals. Hasn't five. He? <laughs> he's got five Champions League medals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't get five medals if you're not going to be any good. And he's only, I think, what is he, 31 or so? Around he's thir- that, yeah, that, 30. 30. Well, you know, he should be at his prime. Yep. Most players are dead rock. And I'm sure he is. He's playing very, very well. He's been a big plus for Manchester United. Uh, it was a good game. I think they just about deserved to win. I think West Ham did really well to try and come back into the game. But it was another good win for uh, for Man U. And they're looking more like a, like a team now. Yes. And There's a shape. The shape. There's yeah. a shape to them. Yeah. But that, to be fair to the manager, that takes a bit of time. You know, you don't do that overnight. No, no, he's absolutely not. He's had a few matches. He can see what he's got or hasn't got and uh, get on with it now. Yeah, and John, I didn't. John, I I just saw the highlights. But it looked as if Ericsson was good again. Is, is that right? Very good. Yeah, uh, beautiful cross for the for the uh, for the goal. goal. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't make much of it on the telly afterwards, but it was it was typical top class midfield play. He picked it out from nowhere. You know, spotted Rashford for the header and, and played it on beautifully. And Rashford was really good header, but from from it, it, it looked like there was no no danger when he received the ball, Liam. You know, yeah. And then a, a beautiful cross, beautifully pictured uh, out. He's, he's, playing much, he's playing He's playing much deeper now than he played with Spurs and with Brentford, isn't he? And it, it seems to be working. Is it? Is it, Eamon, Do you think? Yeah, well, I must. I, I, my confession would be, well, I thought it was mad to play him deep. <laughs> he is playing deep, and I thought he wouldn't. Uh, he'd never played that deep before. He is playing much deeper. He's actually playing as a kind of playmaker in midfield. Well, he's the best passer at the club, isn't he? Well, yeah, yeah, he's been yeah. he's been a, he's been a revelation to me. But then that's only me. Um, but you guys know more. So, John, I think Liam's right there. He, he is playing and making a difference in every game. And he's he, the transition from defence to attack is smoother. He can pick out a pass, as you, as you said, he did yesterday for Rashford. I didn't think he'd have the legs or the mentality to be that kind of player. Well, I think over his career, Eamon, what I've seen of him anyway, he's been more a deep player than he has a forward midfield player. Yes. You know, and maybe the team that he's in now, he's best at that particular role. And he can well do it, there's yeah. no doubt. I mean, he's he scored a few goals over these, but he's definitely capable of picking out the pass like he did yesterday, and he's capable of getting from back to front in in a very, very, very constructive way. I mean, he, I tell you, he's been an underrated player in many ways yes. in, in, over the years. He's never been a, a spectacular player. 
He's been a real pro. Get on, do yeah. what he's best for the team. He's never shown off, and and that that can help in in publicity terms yes. with with, uh, with with some players. But he he's always done the job that's been necessary and has been asked to do, and he's doing it extremely well. But Liam's going back to the past yesterday. I mean, it was a real top class midfield player pass. Yeah, to pick it out, put it over the, over in in the right way. I made it relatively easy for Radford, who came in, who was a brilliant header of the ball, yeah. to do that. But that was that was a terrific pass. Right now, Liam Brighton four, Chelsea one. I think I know you saw Chelsea the week before playing Manchester United. Graham Potter had not lost with Chelsea in nine games. He went back to Brighton, a team that he constructed and did a brilliant job at. They got hammered, Chelsea. The crowd were savage by all accounts. They went after him, forgetting all the good things he'd done. Big, big shock result. But Chelsea have been looking tardy, haven't they? Well, I, I as uh, we discussed last week, I mean, I was at Stamford Bridge to see them play United. I thought they were ordinary Chelsea, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the defence defense looks a bit ropey. Uh, yeah. Certainly was ropey uh, at the weekend. Uh, Brighton scored four. I think there was two own goals in there as well. Yes. You know? uh, so uh, I couldn't believe, you know, that. Well, I can't believe it because I, I live down here and Brighton yeah. supports us. Uh, they, they, they're. I thought it's you were a nice, one, genteel. It's a, it's a one, people. it's a one, it's a one team town, Eamon, you know, and yeah. uh, they've got great pride in their team. Of course, you hit the goal to Chelsea, they take offense at that and, and forget very quickly. Uh, you know, what a great job he did for the club, you know, and how he took them so far forward and they were, uh, playing, playing really attractive football, never, never a problem with relegation or anything like that, you know, so yeah. they've got, they've got a short memory, really have. I thought that, that was out of order. And I saw Potter's interview after the game and he said, well, you know, I don't owe them nothing here. You know, I did a really good job when I was here. Yeah. And and if they want to be like that, let them be like that. But to go mm. back to Chelsea on the field, uh, that's his first real bad result, isn't it? You yes. know, like you yep. said, nine unbeaten, yep. doing well in the Champions League. Uh, maybe just put it down to a blip, you know. Arsenal have got them next Saturday, so... Uh, we'll see if uh, Arsenal inform Chelsea. If they're not informed, Arsenal will beat them. We'll see next week. Yeah, John, one player in particular to to sort out, Raheem Sterling. The last few times I've seen him play for Chelsea, he doesn't look interested at all, John, and he was a big purchase in the summer. I don't know whether the owner bought him, but he's not doing his stuff at all. I don't think he was doing his stuff at City for the last two no, years. No, I, don't, I agree with you, and that's why I think uh, Guardiola was willing to sell him. Oh yeah, sure. I, I think at one stage now, I believe he, he went to Guardiola to say he wanted, a, you know, a certain amount of matches on, in the first team in his contract. I think that's what he was trying to get away, and, yeah. you know. But he, then, then he was playing rubbish for City, in my opinion. And then he yeah. got to the, the, the uh, European Championships for England, and he played really well because it was it, it suited him to do so. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have much. I mean, he got a bummyang as well. Yeah. And I, I doubt very much it's if the win manager's double. got those players in. No. Uh, just let me uh, finish, lads, by asking about two results. Well, you, you both saw Diego Costa, as I did, everyone did, put the loaf on the Wolves defender. That was him off the pitch, and it wasn't a high-octane game. 
The other arrival in the top four is really interesting. Newcastle United. Eddie Howe's done a great job. He did a great job at Bournemouth for 10 years. Took them from administration uh, and nearly been out of the league altogether. Took them up to the Premier League. Kept them in the Premier League. And now at Newcastle, he's got some good players. He's bought some good players. And they're contenders for the top four. He's an English coach. Is there a prejudice, Liam, against English coaches? Because no one ever came for him. None of the big clubs who needed a real coach never came for Eddie Howe, was it? No, he did a brilliant job at Bournemouth, and then he yeah. went to Burnley, and that wasn't so good. Uh, I don't think that club suited him. Sometimes, yeah, uh, you're better off uh, at certain clubs. And he went back to Bournemouth, and then did another real good job. They got relegated a couple of seasons ago. I probably that didn't help his CV. Uh, right. And I think when Newcastle were looking for a manager, um, they. They took a bit of a punt on him, you know, yeah. um, and he's done an absolutely brilliant job for them. Uh, hasn't spent that much money, bought very wisely, scoring a lot of goals now. I think they scored four last week, they four again this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, in the top four, as you say, and with the Saudi backers, you think, yeah. you know, if they were in the Champions League game and hang on to that top four position and with <laughs> yeah. Liverpool playing the way they are. Yeah. There could be there could be an opening there, you know. So they might, um, they might open the checkbook that they open for the golfers. Oh, they'll be desperate to open the checkbook. You know, they'll <laughs> be yeah, Eddie Howe will have to stop them spending, you know. He'll have to say, Take it easy, lads, you know. Uh, but no, a really good job he's doing at Newcastle and uh that Callum Wilson, another couple of goals. Yeah, there's he'll, a fella called Almeron who's a really outstanding player. Yeah, he scored the last six 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 on the trot, hasn't he? The yeah, last six league games on the trot. And he's from Paraguay, but he's he's a great goal scorer, a great finisher, but he's a very good footballer as well. Yeah, no, they have an exciting team and, and, and the Newcastle fans they're very hard to please, as we know, you yeah. know, down through the years. Uh, they've given some managers a hard time up there, but uh, I think they're really behind this manager and with that Saudi money, I say, waiting to be spent. I think Newcastle are going to be operating at the top of the league rather than down at uh, you know, the bottom or worrying about relegation. I mean, it's okay. a good story. It is a good story. John, just a final word about uh, Spurs. 2-0 down away to Bournemouth, came back and pulled it out of the fire in the dying minutes of the game. I think in the 90th minute, they got their result. They got their 3-2 which is the kind of thing you want. And who did they play next? Only, I think, Liverpool next week. So that should be an interesting match to watch. But Conte hasn't got much to work on there, has he, John? No, he's, he's still miracles again, Eamon. You know, yeah. they lost a couple of matches there recently, but they're still third in the table. They're only a few points behind. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at the amount of money spent, he spent, he bought a few players all the way, but not compared to some of the the, the big spending teams. No, no, no. Uh, I think he's doing a, a, a really top class job again. You know, like it, it just showed that there's a fight spirit. I saw at half time around just after they were two nil down. I thought, oh God, that's a bad result for them. And they came back as you said and win 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 a three two. But whatever he's gone, he's done a good job, him. And you know, Lean would Lean would know him better than than, than we would. But uh, he probably played against him. But I think he's done getting the best out of the players he has available at Spurs, and that's all any manager can do, Eamon. Yeah, it's and all. Doing yeah, it. it's doing. John, it. I knew him when he had no hair. 
He's got the best sewing job that I've ever seen. It's a good brilliant. The old yeah. is it a Sarah Buff? No, it's a sewing, uh, Eamon. Sewing really? Job. Uh, how do you yeah, get? Yeah, I would have had it myself if it hadn't been around <laughs> in my day. It never comes off. Although I notice when um, when no, start... it's not. It's a sewing job, Eamon. It's oh. a sewing. It's one of these new things. So it doesn't come off if someone pulls so it. It's the best one I've seen. Anyway, That's you're doing brilliant. a great job. Uh, Brilliant. I thought yeah. when I two 0 I thought they're suffering. They had a hard game in the Champions League during the week. Yeah, they did. And yeah. Harry Kane, they thought they had a winner right in the last minute, and for some reason disallowed it. I couldn't understand. I couldn't it understand it. Disallowed, but uh, they had a hard game, and then when they were two down, I thought, well, that's going to be good for Arsenal. But typical Conte, he gets his team fighting, and they fought back, and they won. They won in the last minute. Bentancourt. If you want yeah. to get ahead, get a wig. Um, thanks very much, guys. <laughs> thanks to uh, Lee Brady and John. We're grateful to both of them, and we're lucky to have them, and we know that. Thanks to the lads. Thanks to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.